This, 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 is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. And of course, AL. And today, folks, we are going to take you through a mental whirlwind and i really mean that because we have a a doctor of psychiatry dr ty here of tresses of care inc and she's going to tell us all about her wig and what she's doing with wigs and children and those who need wigs for medical purposes and whatnot but she might pick us apart and find out how crazy we really are at diversified games so dr ty welcome to the show Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, for, for coming. Um, I, I have plenty of things I want to get into, but I want you to tell people, how did you get to this journey right here and really give them the game of tresses of care and how it came about? Okay. How it came about, you know, um, I was a single mother at one point in life. And, you know, I didn't want, you know, daycare, raising my children and so forth. So, I mean, I was that parent that brought her baby to class. And throughout that journey, you know, I had to make a living. So I said, okay, it's hard for me to work in corporate America. uh, So I have to do my own thing. So I've always had a love and a passion for hair. And back in 2004, where lace wigs weren't really popular. So I took that started branding out. Um, I created a little company called Tai Tai Baby. But throughout the years, I got busy, life happened. And so once I graduated, went to medical school, um, became a psychiatrist, I realized that that's not my passion. I believe in a homeopathic way of people healing, opposed to medications that, you know, sometimes can make it worse than the actual diagnosis. So it was more of a moral thing. So yes, I went through all that school and took out all those loans, X, Y, Z, but this is where my passion was. So I said, I can incorporate this by giving someone these beautiful illusions and at the same time, helping them out mentally, because it's not all about just getting away. I mean, people go through the psychological trauma of losing their hair. With women, our crown of glory is our hair. So without that, we we lose ourselves. We can totally lose ourselves. So what happened, I created a company called Legacy Lace Wigs. I did this with my husband, and he really supported me because a lot of people did not support me because they were like, you went to school to become this doctor, now you're selling wigs? What is that? But to me, I'm thinking outside the box because I was able to still practice as a doctor. I can still take prescriptions for your wig. I can still diagnose. So, I mean, it just works for me. Um, So with Legacy Lace Wigs, we started noticing a turnaround with children that were diagnosed with alopecia, trichotillomania, you know, chemotherapy-induced hair loss. So I noticed their parents were already struggling with financially helping these children, whatever medications they need, whatever, you know, 
just whatever it was at the time. So I came up with Tresses of Care. Now with Tresses of Care, we advocate for children who are going through hair loss ailments. But what we do is we gift them these illusions. Therefore, they're not paying and they don't have an additional medical cost. They're able to get these, not out of the box, cookie cutter wigs, but these beautiful illusions that help them look like themselves, opposed to what most people like to give people that are going through hair loss ailments. So here I am now, and I love it. Well, that's a beautiful thing. And every doctor, you know, either wants to be an entrepreneur and a pilot or both. But the fact that you <laughs> you were able to find a a you know a business which um, is a nonprofit, but you're able to do good because m- many people get into medicine thinking they're going to save the world, then you find out what it's really about, and you can be disappointed. Absolutely. Um, and and that's yeah, and, and you can even talk about about that if you want because there's many folks. Yeah, I want to be a doctor, and I'm going to do this and that, and it's. I'll like, tell you this. I'll tell you this, and I know sometimes I, I'm, I'm off the charts here, but to me with medicine and being doctors and being able to prescribe medications, we're like, lack of better terms, we're like the biggest drug dealers out there. We're just legal at doing it. And what do drugs do to people? Get them hooked. Exactly. So why not find a homeopathic way that can do the same thing? Because the brain is powerful enough to heal itself. Therefore, if you look good, you feel good, you ultimately want to keep up the fight and you do better. And that doesn't do anything but help you. Now, I'm going to put out a warning. um, and, And this is for Dr. Ty that we love. I love that she's keeping it real. I just want her to know you know, the last person who kept it real and started talking about vaccinations no longer is practicing. And, you know, they they, they washed him, uh, claim, you know, claiming his research. So we don't want you to be in the Dr. Sebi category where you, because you, you did go to med school and you still may have, you know, bills to pay. But um, that's my warning because medicine is like the mafia. It's so funny how um doctors don't get paid and this is a whole nother conversation but you really don't you know you 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 don't get paid until after you know your eight to ten years of additional schooling and everyone thinks you're rich but um not understanding the bills but that you you you're doing good is 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 a great thing and you're able to do it your way and i i can see the influencer in you already because Mm -hmm. you're, you're most most physicians they're not going to talk like this they're going to just kind of tell you let me get my check i'm tired i'm damn near burnt out um and my patients are all crazy and in your case your patients may be um that's me (laughs) saying that not you Uh, but listen but listen so that's why i decided to not go into a practice because what is happening with medicine is forcing a lot of doctors to go into a group when you go into the group there comes the Mm -hmm. politics yeah. That's why I thought outside of the box to continue to do what I do to run the schedule the way I want to run the schedule, to practice the way I want to practice. That's my way of giving back. And as long as God is on my side, who can be against me? There you go. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. jump in there, AL. Let me not let me not just hog all the time. Oh no, no, you good, Kelly, you good, you good, you good. No, Dr. Ty, um, 
in terms of uh, like what you're doing um, like from your perspective, uh, what do you believe is the, the most rewarding or the, like the, the greatest thing about uh, your business and uh, what you're doing with and around the community in terms of what your business provides? The gratification I get from my patients is when they come in with their devastation diagnosed of cancer. They say, okay, I'm about to go to chemotherapy. There's a 99.5% chance I'm going to lose all my hair. So, they're, you know, they're not really physically or mentally accepting the fact that they are going to lose their hair until it happens. So after their few rounds of chemotherapy, and usually our wigs since they're custom made and they are outsourced to the UK, it takes some time to come in. So when they come back in after they've had their treatment, they lost their hair, they're broken. Their spirits are broken. They're mentally broken. And when we put these units on them, their whole world lights up. They want to continue to fight cancer. They want to continue to go out in public and not be ashamed of their appearance. That, to me, is gratification. And that's why I love doing what I do. That's powerful. And, and, and I, Dr. Ty, I hear the haters sometimes say, well, Indy Reed told me I am not my hair. And usually this is someone who's not battling something um, like this. Mm -hmm. um, but for the folks who are on the natural kick, because I can say, well, you know, y'all just putting that that white man's wig on and trying to, you know, keep up. Why not just, you know, talk to that a little bit because I, I, there's a big movement where folks do want to be natural. That's fine. But there's also, if you want to wear a wig or if you want to, whatever you want to do, other folks seem to have something to say about it. So have you found that, you know, people have maybe tried to vilify or say, well, they don't need to have that wig on. They need to just give them what God gave them. That's not reality to a lot of people. Image is everything. Didn't Sprite say that or something? Image is everything. And people don't want to look sick. Because when people look sick or look out of what America considers the norm, they want to ask questions like, well, what is wrong with you? Uh, is there anything I can do to help? Not everyone wants to have that, that sympathy. Not everyone wants people to come asking them, 101 questions of why they don't look like what they would consider as normal. So they want to look like themselves. They don't want to have the constant reminder that I'm ill. They don't want to have the constant reminder that I'm battling cancer because their bodies are already going through a lot. So if I can do something to still look normal, still go out in public, so it will be something that would be considered an, an invisible disability. So you may not see it, but I know that I have it. But as long as you're not judging me when I walk out, they'll be okay. And that would make them want, I mean, cancer is devastating. I, I didn't realize how devastating cancer is to people in their families. And it, it's just, it's, it is too much sometimes. And then if you can do something as simple as give them back their hair, because that's the first thing. Well, that's actually the second thing that they're concerned about. One am I going to die? Two, am I going to lose my hair? And then the third one, how can I pay for this? You know, and so with medicine today, I mean, we don't know how medicine goes with insurances. 
So if we can do something as simple as, like I said, creating those beautiful illusions, those cranial prosthetics, um, that's what we're here to do. And then since we're a network with a couple of insurance companies like Aetna, Blue Cross Blue Shield, that significantly helps people afford these. And, 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 to, and speak further on that, because then, so, you know, I can hear people say, and it was asked in a um, kind of do like a prep thing for for every show. And folks said, well, are there any, you know, Afro, you know, natural type looking things or does it have to be the, the lace front type wigs that that you do? The special thing about what we do is we create your wig starting from the bottom all the way to the top. So I don't know if you heard of a, a company called Build-A-Bear. Build-A-Bear is when you go mm-hmm. in and you have this bear and you create all these things that you want. That's the same thing what we do with, with Legacy and with Tresses. You come in and there's a plethora of options as far as hair color, density, texture. And we have a lot of folks that come in that want the kinky texture, which is beautiful. Um, and it just works. Unfortunately, it does come from Russia. But we're able to incorporate that that yakky texture to give them that realistic look. You know, we don't want everyone looking the same because not everyone's hair grades are the same. Therefore, we try to appease the person and what they feel is, would look good on them. Okay. You, you ever have anybody crazy come in and say they want a style that never even fit them in the first place? Listen, <laughs> listen, all the time. So I'm not like your normal wig maker. I'm not a person where you're going to go and say, yeah, I want to get that bundle over there. Absolutely not. There's a whole chart that you have. There's lots of paperwork that you have to fill out. A lot of people laugh at the paperwork like, what is this? I'm, I feel as though I'm signing my life away. But when you're investing in yourself and, you know, there's only so much I can tell you in one consultation, whatever I've missed, whatever has been frequently asked questions or frequently happen mayhem you know I want to be able to address that so you can read it check your name by it whatever the case may be so yes to answer your question yes and so we do have a special one at the very end of our procedures and policies that says we're not responsible for your creative or uncreative ideas (laughs) and that is just from experience and people are like well what is this I'm serious. We're not because people come in and say, oh, my gosh, I want this. And I think this is going to look good. I want all these four colors. I want this texture. And when they get it, it's exactly what they want it. But then it does not look good on them. Then it's like, oh, my gosh, that's a representation of us. However, you chose this. I mean, it happens. It's called oh. vanity. Yeah. And, and and some people, you know, you might think it looks crazy and they may love it. They may have the Rapunzel with the slash Lady of Rage Afro puffs on it and be rocking it. And if that's what you want to rock. But I, I, I'm glad you put that as like a disclaimer. It, my, my, my mother battled cancer for at least four years. And I know for her, she said she loved her insurance and she loved what she did at the mm-hmm. hospital. But she's like, you know, I'm going to do this until I die. She said, one, I get treated so well with my insurance and that of my position at the hospital 
and you know she had to have her breast cut off and she then got the um you know the the thing that she could it look appeared that she still had breast and that she hair and fashion she never wore an outfit twice in her life that oh. I saw so she was just kind of one of one of those so image image her was very important and so but if you don't have good health insurance and if you don't have a um what's considered whatever a good job is and 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 some privilege i could only imagine where you could be you know you could be broken down but i think that's why she could but so you you're doing real saint work how do you make it work and how did you start? Because we like to give the game for folks who say, I say, I wanted to do something like that, but see, I'm not a doctor. And you know, that's a, that's not a compliment. That's, uh, you know, that's always a, well, I'm not a doctor. So how did, how do I start something like this? Or how do I help out? How did you start knowing that you had a million dollars? Um, and I'm just throwing that out there, people. She didn't say that, nor is that on record anywhere. That, you know, you had a million dollars to throw away. How did it start and how do you fund this? When I funded it, in all honesty, because I like to be completely transparent, you know, every year around February, March, a lot of people get those tax returns. So I took one of my tax returns. And I invested in myself. I invested in a business. I was scared. I was scared because everything besides positivity was running through my mind. I was like, okay, God, you got me. I'm going to throw myself out here. I want to help people. I want to help people in a homeopathic way. Um, help me. So I took my brand that I had back in 2004 and created Legacy Laces. And I just you know, pretty much, I went to school to get my MBA as well. That helped in the long run. It really helped with reality. And I just decided to invest in myself. I did a lot of Googling searching. Um, I didn't have a lot of people on my team because no one believed in what I was doing. And I said, well, how can I do this? Something different, something that we haven't seen. So it's just, just a matter of just daydreaming. We daydream all the time. Daydream of what you want your life to look like daydream of what you want to do in life something that you love to do but I'll tell you it's been hard so having that title as being a doctor hasn't been as rewarding as people would think because people would say oh you're a doctor why are you over here selling wigs a lot of cosmetologists are not understanding why I do that well why are you in our lane when you're a whole doctor okay just because people go to school to do one thing does that mean that they are they're stuck in that place. It's like, come on, let's think outside the box. Let's do something different. Let's not just sell bundles here. Let's do this. Let's do a mobile service. And so you just have to be creative. You just, you truly, truly have to be creative. And that's how it started. No. That's, that's beyond impressive. Beyond but I will, beyond. Tell you this. I will tell you this story. In my office, I, you know, I had my office with all my degrees. There's a bunch of degrees going down the wall. I was so excited about having that. And so when clients come in and they look down that wall of, of degrees, I'm thinking that they would have the respect for me. I'm like, okay, she's educated. She's this. No, sir. Didn't work out that way. So I eventually, after so long, had to take down all my degrees. 
just so people mm-hmm. wouldn't have those out their alternative motives. That thing, okay, well she has this, well she can afford this loss. Well, I'm going to behave this way so I can get this, and it's you know, so it's it, you know, it is what it is. And then that's when no. the haters come. Oh boy, it's uh, the haters always be around for sure. That's why I do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, Doctor Doctor Ty. Here's a question for you. Um, in terms of like clientele and uh you know raising overall uh morale of the people in the families that you service uh how how do you how do you vet uh your clientele for um to receive um uh receive the wigs that you that your company provides okay explain that again i didn't, I didn't quite get that how do you how do you vet um the clientele because just like a few moments ago you kind of talking about how you had to take down the degrees um so that people didn't uh take advantage um of like the services and the, and the uh the business and in, in order to you know get wigs how do you how do you vet your clientele in terms of how do they how they get it um how, how's the insurance approve it mind talking a little bit about about that process absolutely so I do have a website. So a lot of people find me on website um, at www.legacylacewigs.com. And throughout that, it pretty much, you know, explains to them, like, if you have insurance, you know, you can click here and it will give you a drop down of what it takes to do the insurance. Or they can call in and my answering service, which is the gatekeepers, you know, they'll take the information from the uh, client, deliver it to me, and then that's when I will call the patient back and we'll discuss further. So as far as insurance, Insurance is very, very tricky. I mean, it is very tricky. So I don't put that on my patients to do the billing. A lot of companies say, oh, yeah, we'll take your insurance, but you got to bill insurance and they'll reimburse you. Now, that is a whole new chapter and a whole new class of trying to figure out how to do insurance. So to help my patients get through that whole insurance fiasco, I would file the claims for them. I would file the claims, let them know where they stand. This is what Aetna is going to pay. This is what Blue Cross uh, Blue Shield is going to pay. You can either let them cover the wig entirely, but if you want something that they are not going to cover or it's more than what they're willing to cover, then, you know, you can come out of pocket or we can just suggest it to get, you know, to where the insurance pay it entirely. If, if that needs to be. And um, once the insurance comes through, of course, we order the product. And my price points are awesome to me. Some people may not be, but to me, because what I deliver, I stand behind our product. I stand behind our product. And if there is anything that may go wrong with our product, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make it right. So customer service is, is huge. And people hear about me really through word of mouth, word of mouth, and maybe Google search. But other than that, we don't really advertise. I need to advertise, but I have not because I've just been so blessed. And the people that I need to help are the ones that are walking through my door. So I'll eventually get to that that point at some point. And and, and to go, we we go, we want to go a little little deeper because you have legacy lace wigs where they can go buy these wigs and you take insurance, but also that the nonprofit. So I I could see that 
you know, when things are free, um, people run for services. So how how is that vetting process where people say, hey, I'm coming for the nonprofit. I ain't got no money. Um, what you got for me today? And, and I need it need it now. Like, how do you decide how many you can do for free? Um, and, and how does how does that work? It works like people come in with a consultation, you know, mm -hmm. usually people are pretty honest when they're sick because it is geared towards children who have medical hair loss ailments. So they're going to have a paper trail of their experience. You know, it's going to be visible that they don't ha have hair related to this. So like those forms that I was telling you about, they have uh, forms to where there's HIPAA where um, if I needed to get more information about their um, their ailment, I can do that. So there's checks and balances. So it's not like anyone can just walk off the street and say, hey, I don't have the money. I need a wig. Mm. I don't know any children that are doing that. So when a parent brings in a child, I want to say most parents don't go as far as, you know, making up stories about their child having cancer because you know the tongue is very powerful you don't want to say things that aren't true and then it happens and then you're like oh my gosh mm -hmm. no so it they come in and they, they really have a need they tell their story that's a beautiful thing they tell their story um i just made the front page of my uh local newspaper um here in Flowermount, and it was amazing the feedback that i got back it was amazing how people actually just really want to help as crazy as this world is right now, people out there still want to help. So they would recommend someone like, I know this person that's going through this. Can you help? Um, I had one lady in McKinney, I believe her daughter was going through brain surgery. So she sent me the pictures from the, from the beginning to the end, you know. And then the amazing part about it on Facebook, someone from North Carolina child unfortunately according to the doctor said that he wouldn't make it till christmas but he wants to donate his hair to someone so how that happens he donates his hair he chips it mails it to us you know i meet up with the, the client whose daughter has brain cancer and we're like hey we have some donated hair we're going to make you this wig but you see it so it's not like a guessing game like oh no you're not sick people come in with the proof People come in with the proof that they have this going on. So, I mean, I really haven't run into that. Well, no, that, that that's good. And and I hope you don't have to. Um, I, I've, I know people, and I'm here in Seattle, I know people who claim their children, and I've seen it in others when working with, with, with youth, but I've seen parents say, oh, my child has an issue. And I say, I've worked with this population for a decade. That boy is normal. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he may, he may need a male uh, in his life, but he <laughs> is not what you're claiming he is. And uh, one mother actually, a doctor had told her that recently. And she said, I'm never mm -hmm. going back to him because it would mess up her services. And I said, see, <laughs> this is, and so, Hopefully no one said, hey, my child has cancer and I really want the wig or something like that. But, you know, people are crazy and they just keep getting crazier and crazier. <laughs> but you, you deal with more than just children. Because I saw on your website, even there was a, um, 
a mother that you guys had transformed. And I love the way you got you did it on the website where if you guys go to LegacyLaceWigs.com, you can see on one of the pages, you can see the transformation and you can be in control of it with the tip of your finger by, you know, taking off, seeing her bald and going to seeing her with hair. So I want people to know, because I want this to grow, that it's, she can't do more than children, but she, it seems that's where the, the, the heart is to start at mm -hmm. least. Is, is, You're talking is about Barbie? On, on the page, it, Barbie? Um, she, well, she could be an older Barbie, like a, a grandmother, <laughs> another Barbie. Barbie. Her oh, her name Barbie. is Barbie. Okay. Okay. Her name is Barbie. She was a beautiful, 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 beautiful client. And the story that I was telling you earlier, how people come in and they're like, oh, I'm about to go to chemotherapy. But then the, when they return, they're really broken. That oh. was her. And she didn't mind me sharing her story. That's why I created a whole page for her because the beauty in her story was her grandchildren and her daughter and her daughter-in-law cut their hair off to donate to her to give her this keepsake. So she will always have these little babies' hair as a wig, regardless. When she came in, she was, like I said, she was broken. I said, listen, this wig is now created. All this loose hair you donated to me, this wig is now created. And those are those little babies' hair. And she cried. We cried. We cried together because I'm very empathetic. Um, I remember my professors telling me when I was in school that, you know what, you need to learn to separate empathy from sympathy. I'm a human being. Um, I'm a child of God. I love everybody. Therefore, you know, I feel people, I, I feel when they're broken and I, I ultimately want to make them feel better, make them feel, you know, confident, you know, so when you come into my office, it's just not like a robotic, systematic type of situation. I make you feel like family. Sometimes that's a blessing and a curse, but I make you feel like family. And I use my, well, I actually prayed for discernment. I prayed for discernment. Therefore, I'm able to pretty much, you know, judge the whole situation and if there are people that are deceptive that is something you got to deal with with you and your god i can't do anything about that i'm just here to do what god put me on earth to do if you deceive me that's on you you have to deal with that karma not me and that's 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 real real talk so with the wigs and what you're doing in your journey when is your book coming out Listen, everyone asks me about a book, and I know, uh, I don't know, I'm going to have to invest in that, that whole computer thing called Dragon and talk it or find a ghostwriter. I don't know, but I want to come out with the book because I believe my story, just from everything, where I started to where I am now, and I was talking to a good girlfriend of mine uh, last night, and I was telling her, do you remember where we started? And to look at where we are now, one God has been so good. God has been so good. And to be able to sit back and look at this, if I can do it, and I mean this sincerely, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And, you know, you hear that all the time. You're like, oh, yeah, easier said than done. But I'm so willing to help anyone who needs help, period. Free advice, I do it all the time. It's not a service that I charge for because I just want to see the next person win. And with them winning, I'm winning too. 
real real talk real real yeah. talk i, I want to go back to when you said you know you were a single mother because i think that a lot of folks dream dies after they may have um you know had a child and if things did not work out even if things do work out but can you talk about where you were in life being a single mother and what pushed you to be able to go through med school and, and, and i've seen it a hundred times but it's almost like this stereotype of black women can't pursue anything further after having a child if there's not a man in their life where were you what type of student were you you know in your your bachelor's degree what pushed you through med school and you know talk about that and, and even the journey of finding your husband now do you how deep do you want to go into this conversation we can go as deep as we the, the beauty of not being oh, old yeah. we can go as deep as you want to go give testimony it's like it's sunday okay let it start okay back in 1998 i graduated <laughs> no okay so when i graduated high school back in 1998 you know, you think you're grown. You don't want to listen to nobody. You want to, you want to, you want to run the world. So unfortunately, I got into a relationship with my child's daughter, my my daughter's um, father, and he was an, a very, very abusive man. But because I was so stubborn, I was like, you know what? It's it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. I mean, I used to go to school with black eyes. I used to go to school because I just got out the hospital for whatever reason possible. And once I finally, with my daughter, said, I got to do something better. I can't live like this. You know, he broke me. He broke me all the way down. And I had to get into that word. I had to get into the word and say, God, you said there was going to be a better way. I'm just going to jump out here, do what I have to do, finally leave after about six years. And once I left, I was scared. I wanted to go back. It was a security blanket. I knew there was someone there when I got home, regardless of what that ended up. Like at the end of the night, I just did it. But then once I got away from that and I left Houston and came to Flower Mound, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? You know, I stayed with my mom for a little bit, and she's like, well, go back to school. I was like, all right, well, I'll go back to school, but what am I going to do with my daughter? I don't have anyone to watch my daughter. I'm kind of pretty much out here on my own just winging it. We left with the clothes on our back and some baby bottles, literally. So once we got to Dallas, you know, I worked some other jobs, and I realized, you know what, this is not what I want to do either. God, lead me in the direction. Open up the door that you want me to do. So I went to school had a blast. I think I had too much of a blast because I got from that domestic violent relationship to where I became, it's me against the world. No one's going to bring me down. So I was dang near maleficent when I came into myself. But once I said, okay, now it's time to settle down. You know, what can I do to settle down? And I used my past with my child's father as my strength. To where I would not say, what can I do? Because I don't have to depend on nobody. I don't never want to be in a situation to where I have to depend on somebody. Don't want to do that. So I got out there and I became a hustler. 
I said, well, what can I do as an entrepreneur to be able to raise my baby, go to school, be able to pay for college? What can I do? So I came up with Tai Tai Baby. Tai Tai Baby was way back in the day. And I used it. This is before lace wig became popular. This is before people knew what lace wigs were. So I was doing this for a long time. And, hey, it helped me through college. And from there, that was where my heart was. So even though I went through medical school because my mother was like, I would like to have a doctor as a daughter. That was the pressure again. So now I had to conform to what someone else wanted my life to be. That was being a psychiatrist. And doing that, I said, but this is not what I really like. Because I cannot separate sympathy from empathy because I've been through that struggle. So when people come to me and say, I'm in an abusive relationship, I want to get out, but I don't know how to get out. I'm scared to get out. I'm afraid he's going to kill me. Instead of me being able to give you clear-cut directions, I'm crying with you. That doesn't help. So it's like, you know what? This is going to break me. This is going to break my spirit. I can't do it anymore. So, you know, I went back to my task. and. I thought about, okay, this is where I don't want to be ever again in the life. And I said, well, maybe I need to tell my story. So I did start writing a book, but then life happens again. I had some other children, and that was beautiful. Um, went through that whole fiasco. Then I finally met my husband in 2000, and I want to say we got married in 2013. And he was, how can I put this? He understood me. I would have to say when I met him, he loved me more than I loved him. And that's so important as a woman. You want to find a man that loves you more than you love him. Because what women do, they love the man more than the man loves them. Then that's how they get mistreated. I believe, despite of what other people think, that women are the prize. And with us being the prize, we need to be treated as such. So, and my husband did that for me. He took me and all of my children. I had three at the time before I had this fourth one with my husband. And he treated them like they were his children. He treated them like they were his children. He stood behind me with legacy lace wigs and everyone was like, oh, this is crazy. This is whack. What are you doing? And he was like, you do what you want to do. So he encouraged me. He encouraged me to do something that I wasn't conforming to what other people wanted me to do because I had done that for so long because I was stuck in that cycle. Then even going through school, learning, you know, human behavior, I thought everybody was crazy. So then that kind of helped me push through too because it seems like 96% of the world had something going on with them mentally. So I was like, okay, I'm not alone. So, I mean, I've had good support from my husband. He has been my rock. He has been my foundation. And it has been amazing. And then we had a little baby boy named Nicholas who gives us the blues. But um, it's just support. You have to find, well, actually, it's not you finding it. You have to pray. You just, I, I'm a strong believer in God. I mean, through all things, I, I truly believe that. And that is what helped me keep my life together. And I don't blame none of the bad experiences on on him because that's what made me who I am today. And that's how I'm able to encourage other people that, hey, I know where you're coming from. So I'm not just someone sitting behind a desk saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, how does that make you feel? No, I know where you're coming from. So I can really feel where you're coming from to where you can express it. And sometimes people just want you to listen. They don't need your advice. 
They just want you to listen because that's what I wanted. So I guess now I'm always wanting to save the underdog. So when there's someone who comes to me and says, hey, I need you to help me with this, yes, there's companies that you can pay two, $3,000 to do that for you. But it's like, mm, let me go ahead and help you because I was there before. I know my struggles when I was by myself. So that's my history. And that is the first time that I have told anyone that publicly about my past because people don't know that. Well, I, we I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. And and and, and let let's not let, let me just clarify. When you met your husband, you had three kids, and you already had your medical degree. Uh huh. For I those, took my baby with me. I would for, ask my professors. I would send them a letter, and I was like, "Listen, I just had this baby a week ago." I need to get back in school. Can I bring my baby? They said, as long as your baby doesn't disturb anyone. I said, well, my baby's is coming to school with me. This, for for people who don't know, that that's a, that's the superwoman story. And my wife hates when people say, oh, you're superwoman. You had a child right before medical school and right before residency. But that's the, that you're determined to do something and that for your husband, the Superman story, because what people would not think is many men wouldn't want to be bothered with a doctor. Um, doctors are known to be too busy. They're too arrogant. They they know everything, this, that, the other. Um, and then to have three children that someone says, okay, I'm going to be a father to them. That's not something that everybody would sign up for. I don't care if you are a neurosurgeon people, you know, they run from it. And and I remember hearing those things from childhood friends. Oh, you don't want to, she wants to be a doctor? Oh, you leave that. Nah, she's going to be a headache. But, you know. I want to have a headache. Let my husband tell it. I am a headache. Well, every woman <laughs> is. Every woman is. I mean, I don't care what what, what she does. I mean, if, if you're a, a man, um, you know, you're just sometimes on the opposite side of the 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 pole and you're like hey what's really going on here i don't i don't understand that every woman is and that's the way it's supposed to be because i haven't met anybody who's truly in a real relationship who's like we always get along and there's no problem those people are what we call the serial killers that's the ice man and you know no there's no problem until you find a hundred bodies in your your back deep freezer Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so it's, um, and people are like, Kellen, that's very detailed. How did you know, you know, and then the doctor said deep freezer. How'd she know he put him in the deep freezer? The same way you did. We saw this special. Maybe we go to sleep to it too on YouTube. We are in the same boat you're in. We're no, you know, we're no different than, than you, um, except we'll we'll talk about it. But that that's a, a beautiful story and I can't wait. I'm actually going to be bothering you to say, yeah, when's that book coming? And also I I noticed that you don't YouTube yet, but is there a reason for that? Uh, The reason is I don't know exactly how it works. So I am just, the thing about it is I wing it. You know, I am not, I don't have any mentor to say, hey, this is what you need to do and this is how it goes. So I just do it. I just think about it and I just do it. Say, God, have my back and just do it. I, I jump in on the deep end and not know how to swim. <laughs> just do it. So, you know, 
um, I will eventually get into the YouTube. Um, I kind of like to be private, but it doesn't seem like that is that is working because I believe once that newspaper started circulating, everyone's like, oh, my God, is that is that tight? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even know it was me until my husband's um, supervisor at his job said, hey, is your wife on the front page of this, this flower mound, Gisette? And he was like, I don't know. And then he said, oh, my God, you're on the front page of the newspaper. I was like, oh, my God, that is an accomplishment. And I would say that is an accomplishment for the simple fact of where I stay. Where I stay, um, we are considered as the minority. And it is what I consider um, an elite part of town. And so for them to recognize me and in in, in, in who I am, um, color does play a part in it. But that just showed me that, oh, my God. And that's what everyone was shocked about. Like, who is this black girl on the front of this newspaper? Well, it was me. And so it's just like with all the things that are going on nowadays with, you know, people being racial and it's coming stronger than it was before. It's always been there, but now it is real. And to do that, it's like, okay, there's still some good in the world. It's still some good in the world. And for them to support me, and to embrace what I'm doing, um, that just that just lets me know that I'm doing what God said I was supposed to do. Will, will you have some information I'm sending you on? I think you have a future for the influencer, so podcast, YouTube, and I'm, I'm sending you what we use over at Anchor.fm, which will pay you the first day. We we don't like to just get the game; we like to give the game as well because we are. <laughs> PR consultants, fixers, marketers, blah, blah, blah. But it's like walking billboards. We have to give it out because you have something that the people need and that you can do just on your own schedule when you feel like it. Um, and if you like it, you'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I like what you guys are doing. I did look at y'all's, y'all's website. It's pretty hot. I think that's amazing. Whoever put that together did a very good job. So, I mean... I like the whole PR thing I was just talking about. I, I possibly need a PR because I need to get on the news. So I am definitely looking into possibly, you know, hiring some a public relations team. And that's a great thing. And I, and, I, and we, we don't, I don't turn that down, but I'm telling you, and this is discernment, you, the, the wave is having your own platform. It's great to be on others, but yours you can control and you could be on CNN and Sway and everything all today, and that's great. But now you're continually asking to be on someone else's platform where right. you have enough personality, enough experience, enough education to grow your own. And people say, well, Kellen, that's going to take forever. I say, you know, it, it doesn't really, but you have to. It is a ride. And so we, we can talk about, about that. But I, I sent you some stuff, and I'm going to um, check your spam and Facebook Messenger. Um, sometimes they hate on me, but, um, would, would definitely, would definitely, um, talk further about that because you, you definitely have something. And I also have, um, some other, um, platforms I'd like you to come talk on. Um, okay. AL is going to, uh, ask our final question that we always ask, um, so, Dr. Ty, definitely want to thank you for your time and your mind. And as we close out this wonderful conversation, we don't consider them interviews by, by any by any means. Um, we at Diversified Game like to ask our guests, 
what is your community give back or what would you like to, uh, what is the impact that you would like to make uh, beyond what you're doing with uh, Trusted of Care and uh, your other company that you're, that you're running? I would have to say, um, I, what I would want to give out to the people is just to believe in yourself. You know, a lot of people have those insecurities and to believe in yourself. Believe in what you envision your life to be and just do it. Just do it. And giving back is something that we all have to do as a people. We have to give back. People need people. And if, if we just remember that, I mean, at the end of the day, it'll just be a better place. And that's what I want to do. I want to give back and show that there's no bias. I don't care who you are. Hair, no hair. It's giving back. There you go. There you have it, folks. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And we are going to talk more. I hope you guys enjoyed the game that you got from Dr. Ty. Check her out. All the information is in the description box legacyofwigs.com everything is there appreciate you dr ty and as promised um i'm bothering you on another line that sounds like fun let's do it so i think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you the listeners to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online you can do so by visiting our social media at facebook diversified game podcast on instagram and twitter game diversified online diversifiedgames.com in your life with the people around you and or join our patreon and get some nice perks for being involved if you found a nugget and are like today's episode you might as well leave a review and if you leave a review you might as well share it if you share it you might as well subscribe and as always thanks for your support Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and AL. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.